Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Our friend Houston Nutt, former college coach, head coach, Boise State, Arkansas, Ole Miss. On Twitter at CBS Coach Nutt. Hanging out with us on the program. Coach, what's going on? Hey, not much. How you doing? Doing good, man. Doing good. So let's, uh, man, what a weekend in college football. And I obviously want to start with, with, with Colorado. They just got destroyed by, by Oregon. But but a big part of the story, Coach, has been the competitive uh, fervor that has surrounded Deion Sanders and his program, including from other coaches. What do you make of the response that we've seen from the people that that, that, that program competes against over the course of the early part of Dion's tenure in Colorado? It's been unbelievable. Uh, when you watch Deion Sanders' team from the very first game, TCU, nobody thought that would be a victory. Nobody felt close that, that Colorado could come to Texas and, and win that one. And win that one, uh, Nebraska, and he, boy, all of a sudden you look up and it's, he shocked the world. And he, he did it. Of course, his son is an outstanding quarterback. And um, he put together a brand-new team. And it's just a, a different world. As I sit here on the sidelines and I watch this uh, change, and, and the way he changed the mindset of his team is just, it's just unbelievable. Now, then you fast-forward to Oregon. Boy, you got to give Oregon a lot of credit. For, boy, they, they look like a, a team that is complete very complete on both sides of the ball. And, and I mean, Bo Nix seems like he's been playing forever, uh, is, is running the show there and looks good. And But their defense of Oregon, uh, I just think we'll be hearing these guys in, in uh, late November, December. I think they're, they're going to be around. I, I can't wait to see how they finish. Coach, what? But Deion uh, yeah. just, has, has just been unbelievable what he's done. Coach, the irony, you know, the unfairness, whatever it is for for the Pac-12, is that as it goes out of existence, it obviously competes this year, but as it goes out, it seems to be going out of existence, there's some really good teams that are competing in the Pac-12 right now. Utah, really good. You, you mentioned Oregon, USC, and that high-powered offense. I mean, this that Washington team keeps, keeps scoring points. Which of these Pac-12 schools do you think are legitimate contenders as the season plays on to try and win that conference in what we think is its final year and be an actual national title contender? How many of the four? I, I think it's for sure Oregon, Washington, and USC with, with Caleb Lee's. Now, I don't I don't know how good they are defensively, uh, USC, but when you look at the quarterback play, look at the quarterback play, and then you look at the defense of Oregon and Utah, how physical they are. I just, 
I tell you what, they're, they're going to they're going to be there. Michael Penix is another one. Watch this. So it could be four, could be four teams. But uh, isn't it ironic that you're the Pac-12 uh, disjointed now? But when you look at this conference, I, I just think it's a shame. Of course, I'm a, just an old traditionalist with my popcorn and Coca-Cola on the sideline. Uh, but I hate uh, to see this this conference break up like that. It just it just doesn't seem right, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how all this plays out. Uh, you said nut here on the show. Uh, Coach, we, we've got a couple programs in Florida State and Penn State who obviously have really deep traditions of success and fan bases that expect success, but but pretty big hills to climb. Do you think either of those programs, Florida State or, or, or Penn State, I know their fans think this, can legitimately be in, again, national title contention at the end of the year? I think so. I think so. When you watch the, the team play, I know it's early. Uh, depending on injury and all these things, you got to have the right bounces. But when you watch these teams play, um, I, I just I think they'll they'll be right there. I, Florida State, I think will I think I have a little I, I lean more with that team because of the quarterback and because of uh, you know quarterback that can use his feet and legs when you can extend plays and. And when uh, somebody misses a block, there's something about a point guard or a quarterback that can get you out of trouble. And that's where you, you love Florida State. And uh, the receivers that he has, oh, my goodness, they're big and strong. And, and the 50-50 balls, uh, they know how to win. Coach, Ohio State got that win, and, and credit to, to, to them. But obviously, at the end of that game, Fairly inexcusable if you're a Notre Dame fan. The inability for two plays, including the the play that mattered most in that football game, uh, we're, we're missing a player on defense that sh- should have been on the field. Obviously, if you're, if you're Marcus Freeman, the head coach, that is not a great thing to experience. I don't know if anything like that has ever happened to you in your career or you've ever competed against a colleague on the other sideline. That happened too, but as best you can paint a picture for us, what goes on for that head coach, the coordinators, a program when you lose a high-profile game like that, and it is largely, at least in part, because you do not have enough players on the field? I want to tell you, it's the that it's got to be the, the toughest time there is. Um, I had one game where we we were, were playing where they didn't have enough, and it, it. Here's the thing: everybody in the stands, they can count to eleven. And that's what makes it so, so tough uh, because the, the noise will be very, very loud. And, and, and it's, you've got to have 11 men. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> there's coaches. There's a reason why you have a staff, and you've got to take care of all those things, the little things, but especially having 11 men uh, on the field at a very critical time. And uh, that's, that's tough. Tough, tough time. So, so Coach Houstonut, be careful what you say here because I don't want Ryan Day to start screaming about you after the next game. I'm not asking you about toughness. But um, is there any, in watching Ohio State win that game, but a close game, is there any, do you see any vulnerability in Ohio State that makes you think that they're, that they're beatable, that, that maybe if you're Michigan or Penn State, that that is a program that is not as formidable as in some of the years past? Well, you just you just take the Notre Dame game, and and uh, Notre Dame could very easily be sitting with a W. Um, Ohio State has a good football team, well coached, and all those things, but uh, they can be beat. There's no question about it. They can be beat. You see some things that that Notre Dame uh, 
did, they, you know, to really have a chance to win the game. I think the games that on that schedule, there's there's two, maybe three teams that can be right there in the fourth quarter that could that could beat Ohio State. But you know, again, it's uh, it, it's this game. You never know the the mindset and, and taking care of the ball, winning the turnover margin, doing all the little things right. Uh, you know, in any given Saturday, that's the thing. You you just though you just can't roll your helmets out there. You've got to buckle up both chin straps, and you better be ready to go. Uh, Houston Nutt here on the show. I'm Bill Ryder. This is CBS Sports Radio. Coach, Alabama's defense looks like it normally looks, but obviously their quarterback position has not been resolved to to, to a level where that offense is, is rolling the way that Nick Saban has had it rolling most of the last several years. To what degree do you think it is likely or unlikely that Alabama can figure things out offensively enough that they are what feels inevitable, but not a guarantee, that they are competing to win the SEC this year? Yeah, that, that's such a good question because we all expect, you know, we always been, we've been watching Alabama for a while with Tua Tungavailoa and Bryce Young and Jalen Hurts and Mac Jones and offense has just been executing at a high level. And all of a sudden, you turn on the TV and say, "Whoa, man, this is different." But I do think they got it right by putting Milro back in the ball game. Let him be your point guard, uh, your quarterback that can run. He can use his legs. Get him involved in the offense. And um, the defense, you, to me, they, they took a big step last week because everybody kind of thought this, this is going to be the year that Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin is going to get them. But then you look up and the defense of Alabama said no. And they stopped the, the explosive plays and did a really good job of buttoning everything up because Jackson Dart can play and, has some, and he has some weapons. But I see Alabama now turning the corner and getting better. Now, will they have the high lead offense they've had the – in the years, a few years, this past few years, probably not. But there's way different ways to win, and to me, it's it's Jalen Milrow. Get him involved a little bit in the running game. Keep being physical. Then you have some explosive plays off that play action. I think he'll get better. And uh, probably not the thrower. He's not the thrower they've had in the past. But when you have a good defense that's able to get the ball back to you, that makes all the difference in the world. Uh, talking to Houston Nutt here on CBS Sports Radio. Coach, obviously Dabo Sweeney is a – very accomplished coach, and, I, and I'm not trying to disrespect that or pretend that's not the case, but we're, we're looking at now more than just one season where Clemson is underwhelming by the lofty standards that he put together at that program, and the reality is that the world has changed, as you know. NIL, transfer portal maybe in particular for Dabo, not something that he loves and has been pretty vocal about not wanting to engage in. What is the path forward for Clemson and for, and for Dabo in particular? Not this year, necessarily, but just to make sure that they get back to being able to every year have the kind of team and the kind of talent that makes them competitive season after season? Well, you know, the, the, the world has changed. When you, when you look at around the world and you see that how many teams I, – I, when I go and speak to teams in August, I've never seen in my life where a coach will tell me i got 16 players that hadn't gone through spring, basically got here in June or July and we'll see which one's fit. That blows my mind that you're, you'll take August and you find out which one of these players uh, that you're going to pick to put your best 11 on the field. And that's how things have changed. Now, when you look at Davo's team, you know, he was right there. He was right there last Saturday. And so there's an argument where, hey, you know, his way, uh, you know, he's, he's proven that he can win. Uh, he, he won a national championship. And – but I see him, you know, again, again from afar. I'm just looking from afar. I don't have any inside info. 
but I know how good a coach Davo is, and I know how bad he wants to win. I could see him going to pick up a few uh, guys with experience and getting getting a few more transfers in there to help him. But when you look at Saturday's game, you know, you're right there, and I don't think the transfer for to beat him Saturday, when you look at third and one, got two plays at third and one, they'll go back and beat themselves up about you got Will Shipley and you got two chances to get a yard or yard and a half, and, and he'll get that corrected. But it, it'll be interesting to see how far he goes into the – but I do think he'll start uh, kind of embracing a little bit, maybe taking one or two, maybe not take as many of a lot of teams, but I can see him taking a, a few players here and there and, and to, to help the roster. Coach, I want to ask you one last question about, I think, a coach in a program that has gone a little under the radar because there's been so many storylines – and that is Brent Venables, who's under a lot of pressure at Oklahoma and an Oklahoma program that obviously, like Clemson, we're all accustomed to at least being in the mix, and it's fallen off a little bit. They haven't lost. They haven't really been challenged. No disrespect to Cincinnati or whoever else. I'm so Tulsa, I think, is on that list. So it's it's early days. Do you have any sense of the likelihood, or, or not, that Oklahoma can be back to this year, and I think it's really important for Venables, at the level we've come to expect for that program? Yeah, you know, I'm glad you you mentioned that team because I was I was having a conversation just last night with a former coach and, and we said the same thing quietly, quietly. No, we hadn't played uh, you know the competition he's going to face here later on, but you're you're undefeated and you're gaining confidence. And Dylan Gabriel, I love his quarterback. I love how accurate he is, and we all know that that Coach Venables can coach defense. And so it's, it'll be interesting. I do think, to answer your question, I do think that, that they can be uh, in the conversation if they keep doing what they're doing and uh, they've been playing really sound. So it'll be interesting as uh, as we turn the corner and start getting into better competition. We, yeah, they've got Texas. I think it's in a couple weeks. I think it's yeah. October 7th or whatever that, whatever that, 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 that Saturday yeah. is. Yeah. Are, are they yeah. capable of – and obviously Texas is a very good football team again – do you think that Oklahoma is capable of just competing with Texas and, and having a puncher's chance in that game? I do in that game because, you know, that Oklahoma-Texas I've been watching for a long, long time. And uh, as you do the old cliche of you throw out the records, I think that's <laughs> so true, especially in this one. But uh, I tell you what, now, Texas, unbelievable uh, how Coach Sarkeesian has really changed that team. They look for real, boy, especially up front in that defensive line. And now Quinn Hewers is making much better decisions, feeling comfortable. So they look like the real deal. But to answer your question, I do think that Oklahoma-Texas game, I think that will be a great football game. I do think Oklahoma can compete, and we'll see what happens in the big, big game. Coach Houston, not always a pleasure. It's early days, but it's been it's been a riveting college football season. Looking forward to catching up with you more over the course of the, of the year. All right. I appreciate you having me. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 